Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchases, overplayed by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Stop Hammer Time is backed for this season by Ladbrokes. Hello and welcome to Stop Hammer Time and it's a triumphant three points out of a possible 12 Stop Hammer Time that you join me attending this week. Uh, I have with me, uh, if you like radio producers, this is the podcast for you. (laughs) If you're a fan of radio producers, producers of radio programs, this is the show you should be listening to. Pause all other broadcasts and listen just to this show because we have Mark Sandell. Good evening. And George Mann. Good evening. With us. Uh, earlier, earlier conversations. To, to put, you, put you in mind of what's been going on this evening, we have covered uh, David Kidd Jensen and Emperor Roscoe in the pub in the run-up to this, uh, to this uh, podcast. Mark, in fact, you, are, you have one foot in the world of podcasting as well as the... They're through the auspices of a radio station, BBC Five Live. That's right. Uh, it's a true crime one called Beyond Reasonable Beyond Doubt. Beyond Reasonable Doubt. I have listened to every episode. Well, thank you. Yes. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's done well after a slowish start, but it's done pretty well. And um, if anyone is listening to it, we're at the London Podcast Festival on Saturday. Yeah, I want to go to that. Saturday, well, you'd, you'd be Saturday more than welcome. Night. I've Saturday. never thought I'd ever say this, but I, I have a guest list. Ah, but I amazing. can actually put people on a guest list. I never yes. thought. Yes. So uh, please, Phil, if you'd be more is than welcome. Is it at the, that King's Cross? It is. It's the uh, place the, York, the Guardian the building. The King Centre, that's King right. Center, which yeah, is, yeah, which, yeah. Uh, sorry, King's Place, which yeah, is on King's York place. Way. So yeah, yeah. thank you, George. That's the venue The Guardian runs, isn't it? That's right. I yeah. believe. Yeah, yeah, I might come to that. Well, you'd be more than welcome. So we've got a live show at the weekend, but it's you're on probably part 15, 16, something like that now. We'll do the last episode live at that podcast. Yep. As, at that podcast festival, which is number sixteen, as podcasts all are, everything's there. Though I've I've been slowly listening to podcasts since their earliest ones, uh, the Mark Maron one. I've been kind of slowly yes, listening. The WTF to the, one, WTF. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, you must remember this. I've been slowly listening to that. Yes, very interesting murder case uh, that uh, 
There have been uh, there's a, there was an interesting TV show, Murder on the Staircase, in the early two thousands. This picks the trial up because during uh, during the interim since that show, there have been a retrial, an acquittal. Uh, so there's a it's a very long running story and quite a fascinating story. In fact, what we haven't talked about is whether you think the bloke did it, which we might have to do in the pub afterwards. Um, there's still a criminal on the West Ham's transfer window as well. Not yes, yes, <laughs> we've got that to talk about. We've got a, so we have a victory to talk about. We've got the transfer window to talk about, which we might do in our second podcast of the week. Uh, so there's a, quite quite a bit of ground. To cover but uh we were there last night all three of us were, were in the ground and, and some of us were in our original seats yes of i had moved yes now uh you might have followed the travails of uh, myself uh, and uh, jim grant and uh by the way if jim were here today he'd probably say something along the lines of this <clears throat> this season he'd say we've teamed up with ladbrooks and we'll be bringing you plenty of specials. Our first is bet £5, get £20, Jim would say. This means if you deposit £5, Ladbrokes will add another £20 to your account. As a listener to this podcast, you can get this by following the link at bet.westhampodcast.com. Uh, we'll be tweeting this bet £5, get £20 link, adding it to our Facebook, and we'll put a description of it in the podcast as well. Or put a description of it in the description of the podcast. It's like, it's like Jim's that's Jim would here, say. isn't it? It's yes. Like, it's like, it's like in the room that's what jim would say no matter what question i'd asked him he that would be his reply um he's like theresa may uh in any interview but essentially the same answer to every question that's what jim would say and that's jim's point of view and i respect that fair play to you yeah absolutely yeah yeah jim if if you were here today uh i mean we miss you buddy um jim in fact enjoyed our new seat so much that he's still in the stadium sitting in his seat it's so great um yeah we're uh, our little group of six uh, pete ward original co-presenter of this podcast uh, we all moved together and we're very delighted with our new seats which are very close to the pitch and make us feel like we're as jim said watching a football match rather than watching other people watching a football match um George, last night you had a um, because because both of you were involved in uh, WHUISA. Yeah, George still is. George, George yeah. still is. Yep. Mark, there was a terrible. Uh, you left, and uh, well, I think it's because I was concentrating on the true crime podcast beyond reason. Of doubt. And I, I think it was just yes. a clash of times. Just a clash of times. But George very much still involved. George, you uh, you posted a, a, a question about people's uh, experiences getting to the ground last night because of sort of security and stuff. Did that seem to go smoothly based on people's responses? I think it was a lot better. Um, Mark and I both went to the athletics and they did the security checks on the bridge for that. Right. And I think it worked really well. It made the, uh, the whole thing around the podium, the stadium, a lot more pleasant and a lot less prone to crushing. Um, and I think it worked well. You know, like a lot of people, I sort of, I, I, I left work at six, so I didn't have time to go for a beer. So I, yeah. I was actually in early and a lot of people did that and it was quite busy when I got there about quarter past seven and um, it worked well. Next game, a 12.30 kick-off against Spurs. I'm not sure how many... Uh, yeah. How, and yeah, I, yeah. I, 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 I mean, it's great because it's going to test the system. It'll test yeah. it in daylight. Yeah, yeah. Um, but largely, um, it was a positive response. A few people said they were a bit unconvinced by what they called the security theatre of being sort of peering at your bag and giving you yeah. a, sort of a light touch down the back. Yes. But um, I think, in t- you know, you can do what you do. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, you can't, you can't, you know, completely 
body frisk everyone and go through every bag. There, so. there was something about being funneled down those channels that actually mm. did make sense because it can get a bit free for all, can't it? When it's yeah. getting close to kick off, when yeah. it was near the turnstile, yes. the idea of you having to go down a particular channel was made some sense. I thought, yeah. you know, yeah, I thought it worked. I thought it worked well. Um, I, I wasn't over optimistic, but they seemed to have enough staff on. And I think that. But they realise there'll probably be a late... People won't be getting a 10.30 for Spurs for a 12.30 kick-off. No, no, no. So right. they need yeah, to yeah. understand that, you know, they, they'll need a few more bodies on. Yeah. And uh, then we've got Swansea. Then and the one after that is Liverpool, which is 5.30, which yeah. uh, people will probably be quite refreshed for. So, yeah. Uh, the powder keg that is the World Athletics Championships, <laughs> though, once, you know, once... Uh, <laughs> Katarina Johnson Thompson fans turn up and I um, went to that um, session. Uh, I went meet, to that morning session. Yeah, and meet the fury of um, some Dutch woman's fans. That yes. once those they're they're, they've got to keep those fans apart. That's like. But there was something really nice about the fact that you could leave your seat, go outside, get yourself something to eat, and then come back into yeah, the stadium yeah. at yeah. the athletics. At the athletics, yeah. yes. not last night. No, <laughs> last uh, and there was something good about that. I, I know mean, what you mean. Jim, was, Jim leaves the stadium, goes get something. To eat. I mean, quite often don't let him back in. There's a big fight. He's just he basically thinks it's his new home, and uh, yeah, there's a lot of problems. He quite often disappears for fast sections of the game, and he's had a lot of trouble getting back in. Normally, he's normally tunnelled in to get back in. To be quite honest. <laughs> Uh, so yes last night uh, was the first game of the season uh, it was our fourth fixture and we won it um, and deservedly yeah yes it was deserved yeah it was one of those things where I mean obviously the, the goal that, that uh, broke the deadlock was a kind of lucky goal but it, 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 in possibly the best example of this I've ever seen it was a just reward for for the endeavour that we put in, especially in the first half, and also came at a time when we had lost our way again, hadn't we? We'd spent sort of ten bit, fifteen yeah. minutes, and we it was as if Plan A hadn't really worked, and mm. we weren't sure what we were doing. The goal could not have come at a better time from that point. Of yeah, view. yeah. The, yeah. the crowd had slightly turned; they didn't want to see Hernandez yeah. taken off. No, uh, no, that's and then right. Yes. You come in and gave an assist in the goal to to win the game. <laughs> yeah, but. Yeah, and was, scored the same. T- Twitter's quite interesting on that when you see a lot of people on Twitter immediately in condemning real time, as soon as yes. Hernandez has gone off what yes. the hell are you doing yes. and then on comes Ayu and yeah, it, yeah. It, it was an interesting game I mean we we sit together we were talking at half time we were sort of referencing rather darkly Burnley Palace where Palace dominated dominated the game yeah. and got beat um, yeah, yeah. you know I, I, a friend of ours wasn't there because he's seeing his sort of eighth Christy Moore concert of the week. So mm-hmm. I texted him and said, um, you, know, it's like, you know, we should be three or four up. We're probably going to lose. Yeah, that's okay. right. It, it, yeah, was, yeah. it was that feeling. And uh, I think somebody sitting very close to me said, uh, a cat candy goal to cap a cat candy performance. And it was a bit like that. Yeah. Because, you know, although... Because, said that? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. I yeah. think was, uh, there was kind of... Although we could have had three or four goals, we weren't exactly tearing them apart with scintillating football. No, but it's we... It's more sort of a back-alley mugging where yes, we just hit no, them over the head yeah. repeatedly until they gave in. We did dominate the first half, though. Utterly dominate. I was, yeah. I was quite surprised to see the possession statistics after the game, and I, I could only imagine that Huddersfield's possession sort of must have t- gone up appreciably in the second half because they did come much more into the game. The game became more open in the second half. But I thought we had them just under the cosh in the first half and were really finding the way to goal just very troublesome. I imagine their possession stats went up because they spent quite a lot of time just passing it amongst themselves yes, didn't yes. They, the back there to gain a bit of respite yeah. from, from, from the attack. I think, I know everyone talks about Antonio being man of the match last night, but I do think Andy Carroll probably was the difference. Yes, he was, yeah. I mean, he... Um, you know, the, 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 there are now sort of questions over Billich's uh, uh, kind of tactics and his 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 
all-round abilities, aren't there? Because actually, the sh- bringing back Andy Carroll made him a- create a shape with three at the back, wing backs, and then we sort of had three up front. We, we had Antonio, uh, Hernandez, and Carroll. Um, but he could have done that with Sacco. He could have played that kind of lineup with Sacco because it it clearly put more people closer to Hernandez. Which certainly, when Jim and I went to the Manchester United game, it was so tactically naive it's like this player that you've got to have well i mean you don't even really need dvds of him we all remember him from when he played for manchester united uh has to have people close to him and was played on his own up front as if he was andy carroll andy carroll (laughs) under sam allardyce you know long balls played to the top of Hernandez's head at manchester united it was so so inept and so clueless that, that the fact that finally it felt like yesterday he looked at his available players, went, okay, I don't have Lanzini. What I'll do is two holding with Kiyati and Obiang and then three forward wing backs. Zabaleta had his best game for us because he only had half the pitch to run along, didn't he? Because yeah. we were so sort of, they presented nothing attack-wise in the first half. So Zabaleta could more or less begin his whole kind of progress up the pitch from the halfway line. So operated like as a winger. And suddenly we saw, oh, well, that's why this guy used to play for Manchester City. Yes, yeah. exactly. He operated like he used to do at yes. Manchester City, which we've unfortunately not seen him do because he's actually actually spent all his time defending. No, that's right. Yeah, to. yeah. I wonder about, you said about they could have played, Slavin could have played Sacco in, instead of Carroll. I think there was something there was a there was a buzz about Carroll being there last yeah, night. Yeah. I think it was a it, it sent out a really positive signal, you know, and I think there were people behind him in a way that it was quite clear when Sacco came on. I think your phrase George was a bit of a mixed reception. to say the least. And uh, yes. I, and I think there was something positive about that. It also meant that there was you could see there was a plan here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I know that that you sacrifice pace for, for for having that, which you know you normally have with Sacco. I just think in even just that very first shot he had after two yeah. minutes, it was right. We're going for this. Yeah, yeah. And of course, yeah. we should be going for this. And yeah. he looks but, fit. Yes, of course, and he, he looks does. fit. I mean, it's strange, you know, isn't it? I mean, you know, he hasn't played for what five months or whatever, and he yeah. he, he looked fully fit. Yes, and he, he did. And he, he played did. what eighty five, eighty seven minutes, and he did a lot of that stuff that you know. You have to constantly pinch yourself and go, oh, yeah, no, he does. He can play. He was a £35 million player at one point because he, he's he got good touches. He's got, you know, he, he brings other people in. His distribution is very good. He that cross for, that Coyote just missed out on. Crosses he's good at. He's, yeah, sort of shot, wasn't it? It was like well, it was a, a, it was a shot probably, cross. Yeah, yeah it was of yeah. a strange um, sort of distance, wasn't it? Because it was nigh. I think he did get caught in two minds and kind of half cross and half shoot. But also, actually... There was a bit of long ball in the first half, but redirected accurately by Andy Carroll because... And we you know, needed a win. I didn't care. That's right. No, I mean, no, it's, you know, no. It was somebody described it as a bit of an Allardycean win. Yeah, and it was yeah. a little bit because, you know, again, you know, it, was, it was a bit of a bludgeoning. And, yes. Uh, and we never moved the ball quickly, but Not, no. we didn't look like we were going to lose anything no. really last the, night either. The, the stat was, wasn't it, that it was the most aerial duels of any Premier League game so far this season or something. And In other right. words, to, to say, you know, how long ball West Ham were. I've got to be watching it in real time. It didn't, 
it didn't feel like a no, long ball no, game. You no, didn't no, think, oh, here no. we go, it's being launched up. No, Funny no. enough, away at Newcastle, it did. It felt like that's only that's all yeah, yeah. West Ham were able to offer. But it didn't feel like this is a, a vintage Allardyce performance. But they were they, they were genuinely because they know that he will connect with that pass. They 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 are more like long passes, you know, and because it just meant he was he had people closer to him. Uh, Hernandez had people a little closer to him. It just worked a lot better, didn't it? And I, and I, I um, but also, I mean, just the instruction to press harder seemed to be missing from those first three games. You know, really early on, despite the fact that there's three guys in front of him already, Obiang closed the keeper down, you know, for, for yeah. a kick out. And you're going, that says something because, you know, the early game of Manchester United, sort of, Fernandez was in the kind of front line. There were, you know, the ball came back to Phil Jones, and uh, Fernandez just retreated. Mm. He's going right. I'll take my position. You know, that defender's got the ball. I can't possibly get it off him. That's never happened in the history of football. No one's dispossessed a player. You know, it's like no it was ever dispossessed Phil Jones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's so sort of negative. Whereas it felt like we were really kind of instructed to press and and. And Chris, Cresswell and Zabaleta did that, I thought, yes, really well. Yes, and yes, I thought there was there were signs that the old Cresswell's returning. Yes, yes. There was some great stuff last night. His dead ball was, was pretty good. And he, he seems to be the free kick taker now, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. with um, with uh, Zara, uh, uh, um, Lanzini. Lanzini and Noble missing. Yeah. Yeah. He mo- w- w- though, funnily enough, we said last night that because the... It's almost like he had a two or three goes, and then they went, okay, let's let someone have a, another go. So then Hernandez took one, didn't he? Yes, he that's goes, right. Yeah. No, let the guy that's been getting his eye in yeah. have another yeah. one. It was a very weird, you know, and I think that is the players talking amongst themselves on the pitch, going, oh, it hasn't really worked out. Well, let's yeah. let the, why don't, why doesn't Javier have a go then? And you go, no, let the guy that's been getting his eye in finally try and sort of, you know, hit the target. So it's sort of odd. The other guy who looked better than he has done since he arrived as Font last night. I just yes. thought he seemed assured and he seemed yeah. to actually sort of show a little bit of leadership, which is a, yes. something that a lot of people say has been and, missing from. And got further forward, didn't he? I know yes, everyone did. got yeah, further yeah. forward, but he, yeah. but, but he did last night. And also you got glimpses that when Coyote finally gets back to full fitness, we've got, you know, this, yes, this amazing... Yes. He just didn't look quite right, no, did he, no, last no. night? What's wrong with his hand? He's yeah, still in a plaster. He's been in a plaster since Easter. I think he's got a wristwatch he's very yeah, proud yeah. of. Well, he's he just, just been out with Andy Carroll, that's yeah, the problem. That's right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Since the Andy Carroll incident, he's really, yeah. Someone, someone said to me, it's great that Andy got here on time, considering he hasn't got, he hasn't a, got watch. a watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Um, uh, let's take a quick break, and then we'll carry on talking about this game. Uh, so we'll be back after this message. Stop Hammer Time is backed for this season by Ladbrokes. Welcome back. We're talking about the Manchester United game. Uh, we haven't, because of the international break, we haven't done one of these uh, since the Newcastle game. And as you know, as a season ticket holder, I often get emails from personalities within the club. Uh, often they're, the man- they're from the manager. They turn up on a Monday morning. We all get them, don't we? And um, uh, Or sometimes they're from one of the players. We've done really great. The gaffer was brilliant. Uh, and this is one of those. And it's after the Newcastle game, remember. Uh, so it says, Dear Philip, Our performance against Newcastle was unacceptable. We knew it, the gaffer knew it, and in the dressing room at the end of the game, he gave us both barrels. We could almost taste the faint hint of sadness in his voice when he bellowed, Well done, lads, you did your best. It's not your fault, and all that. 
His fury continued unchecked as he almost threw our profiteroles at us and splashed our cups of milky tea because he was so fucking angry. We sat in silence on the plane back to London, except for the sing-along and when the gaffer let each of us go up front and sit with the pilot. We knew the gaffer was furious when, as a lesson to us all, he cancelled training on Monday morning. I'm too angry to train, he said. Think about that when you're out shopping instead with your wives. Or with my wife. She likes shopping, but I don't suppose you'd think to take her and all that. He had us in early for training on Wednesday. As we arrived at the training ground, yawning and bleary-eyed at stupid o'clock, or midday as it's known, and after shaking everyone's hand, which is our custom, the gaffer made up a song about each of us with his guitar. The gaffer was now furious that it was too close to lunchtime to train, so reluctantly he made a risotto for the players, backroom staff and catering team. We could taste how little love he'd put into it, though, and a shiver went up our spines. First off, we watched the DVD of the Newcastle game, fast-forwarding past their goals, and because we didn't score any, we thought we'd watch the 1970 World Cup final, Brazil 4, Italy 1 instead. What a game! That Jarzinho couldn't half-play. Then Angelo Ogbonna said he'd never seen Splash with Daryl Hannah, so we watched that. In Nando's afterwards, and then at Lucky Voice Karaoke Bar, we all said what a training session it had been, and we couldn't wait to meet again the afternoon of the Huddersfield game. Come on, you irons. <laughs> there has been talk about a lack of intensity in Slavon Bilic's training session. I think this, this bears out. I don't, it's like the secret footballer. I don't know who that's yeah, from. Yeah, yeah. It's got Winston Reed's fingerprints over it, I think. Possibly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, there was talk about a lack of intensity to, you know, to Bilic's... I think we, you know, we talked about this on the podcast last time, but 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 this is three seasons in a row now where we've sort of failed to hit the ground running. The Manchester United game was one of the most extraordinary games I've ever seen. In 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 that it was a football team not prepared for the beginning of the Premier League season. The you know players so rusty, no game plan. I mean, it was Man U, uh, but the Newcastle game similarly sort of um, seems like it was just ill thought out, no plan, no motivation, uh, a, a, a genuinely frightening absence of a football team out there. And, uh, um, you know, we are sort of starting to wonder. Every time we wonder, he fixes something, you know. And, and but it happened last... I mean, I mean, the first season, you, you know, we did hit the ground running slightly, Bobby, in Arsenal and yeah, the Emirates. absolutely. But um, the... Then we had those two home games where we got sort of beat soundly yeah, by we, Leicester. We got done by Leicester, but you know, then we didn't realise actually that Marais was a football genius. Yeah, and everything yeah. Else. Yes, it's true. But um, the um, but the, the, what, what happened last year? We either got tonked or we we won, and I think yeah. that's you know it's kind of what, either we turn up or we don't, and that's kind of the worrying thing. That there's clearly the ability there. There's clearly the organisation there, and a lot of people talked about how that he kind of you know sussed out Huddersfield. Yeah. last night and did had a game plan to sort of negate their you know they came into this weekend top of the table joint top of the table yeah so yeah you know, we, we did something good but you know can we do that for the next 34 games you know well we need to do it for at least 13 of them you know, yeah if we're going to stay up that's right. so and that's kind of you know that's, that's the fact that we're talking about that i've got a six-year-old who's asking me about clubs in the championship after three games <laughs> right, and right. you know he's a, he's a season ticket holder he's obsessed but he says well you know we're not gonna be staying up next year are we we're gonna be relegated because we're rubbish because you know we watched the game in, against Newcastle in the bar in Portugal, and, he, and even he was thinking, like, you know, yeah. nobody's picking up the mid, midfield runners, and yeah, it was just strange. a nightmare. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, I don't know, can Bilic, can Bilic do it week in, week out? And that's the problem we have at the moment. Mm, mm. 
he seems to have fantastic organisation for some games, and then we get, you know we end up getting absolutely you know the Arsenal game last year, the City yeah. Cup game, it just. We, we did win the opening game last season, didn't we? We beat Bournemouth at home, didn't we? That was, was yes, it? we did. Yes. One so, nil. Yeah, one all right, nil. but we yeah, did. Yeah. What I'm saying yeah. is that it wasn't the, the no. miserable start that this year's yeah. been. I mean, Mark Noble said in uh, the Standard last night that you know we've let Slaven down. Yeah. So you you've got to wonder what why a group of players would be so poorly focused. Yeah. For the beginning of a season. If they're if they're an argument, I don't know. Maybe that's yes. the thing you say. Maybe that's the thing you say when Ken Dyer says to you what's happened, and and Martin Noble will say we've let them down because that's what players should do, and yes. senior players should do is take that responsibility. But, but I, couldn't, I, I couldn't see the plan at Newcastle. They were letting down. No, there was no plan. I mean, there, no, you know, there was no. obviously you know Declan Rice made that unfortunate error for the goal, but I mean, it was it was just I, I couldn't see how we were going to move forward, no, or no. that they even knew each other at that point. It just seemed utterly bizarre that. Three games in, that's where you were. After, you know, okay, an unlucky loss at Southampton. Yeah. But it, was yeah. Just, it, it just looked absolutely ridiculous. And, and there was spirit at Southampton, wasn't there? To yeah. come back yes, from yeah. 2 0 down, Definitely. 10 yeah, men yeah. and all that. So you, you thought, yeah. I, I, and I must admit, I did go up to Newcastle thinking, actually, you know, we may have just slightly turned a corner here because mm-hmm. we've obviously shown some spirit. Hernandez has got his, you know, clearly got his first two goals and uh, we'll be away. But it was so miserable. So what, what's he corrected then? If he's always Antonio he makes a difference, doesn't he? Because he, he didn't play at Man United. You, right. I don't think. Then he did play at Southampton uh, and was very good in that game. Um, uh, his turn and shot for the for the parry from the keeper and then Hernandez's finish was great. Uh, he was the best player on the pitch at South uh, Newcastle. Jim said, and man of the match last night. He's a player that Billich didn't sort of fancy <laughs> when he first came. Or didn't, didn't know where play, to play him. Didn't play yeah. him for a while. Because obviously, I mean, um, he had Moses. Uh, so it was only when Moses got injured that Antonio got in. You think that's fair enough because Moses is very good. But wanted to play him at right back. And uh, there are questions sort of over his his kind of man management, I, th- I feel. It's like Obiang, I thought, had a very good game last night. Um, with this sort of two-man sort of protecting the back four. Kiati. Has yet to come back to his best, I think. But you'd still rather have him out there. He sort of, you know, ran around and caused a lot of problems to the other team last night, Kiyoti, because he can play. But he's just not quite the Kiyoti of a couple of seasons but, ago. Obiang was very good, though, last but night. But the I risk thought. of playing devil's advocate, I know that Bilic, you know, there is an argument over his man manager and everything. But I think, isn't Antonio signed uh, another four year deal? Wasn't yeah. Obiang signed yeah. a long term deal. Yeah. Now, you know, they're, and certainly in Antonio's case, and I'm pretty sure in Obiang's case, there were, there are plenty of other people out there. There are plenty of other teams that would take them. But they've obviously made a call, and all right, I'm assuming that the deal would be good. Otherwise, why would you do it? But they've yeah. signed long term deals, assuming that presumably Slavin Bilic is going to be there. So there, there must be some belief there as well. Because so, yeah, certainly Antonio yeah. was wanted, I think, was it Arsenal, I think, or, you know, mm-hmm. Liverpool? I yeah. think we're interested you know so so there's something right there about yeah. it and certainly that last season at Upton Park you felt they were playing for him as much yes, as the did. fans yeah, and, yeah. so yeah. I don't know where it's it's an odd thing you can look at the Newcastle thing and think well I'm sorry there were so many people that day saying well that's enough Slav and thank you very much yeah. appreciate what you've done and after last night that's kind well, of gone away I, again I, so, the trouble is it's I think it goes down to the whole structure of the club you know, are we convinced that we are run at any level in the best way that's possible? Yeah. yeah. I, mean, you know, we're, we're, I was talking about this during the week that, you know, we, we've got owners and, you know, let's, you know they, they've built their money on adult entertainment, on retail, on publishing. Yeah. 
there are no three industries that you could run now like you did 20 years ago. No. no but it's acceptable to run a football club like your Bob Lord of Burnley. Yes. And it's yeah. absolutely ridiculous that you think that, you know, the guy has got to be the chairman, the director of football, you know, the chief executive, and he's got to, you know, do all the deals himself, and mm-hmm. he's got to say, oh, it's my club, it's my land. Yeah. And, but he, he hasn't, you know, he hasn't applied those principles to any other part of his business empire, which has seen him, you know, double his fortune from half a billion to a billion in the last 15 years yeah yeah i mean that and i just think that why can't you know if you've got billets in that in that way is it just that the, the the club at any level is not run in a way that would be satisfy a multi-million pound organization no anywhere else no no and i think that you know that's really what you've got to look at you know and if you know is billets getting the backup is billets getting the sort of the you know the, the technical support from a you know from the Henry characters and from, you know from whoever's supposed to be making those recruitment decisions. Yeah, is he getting advice about what his backroom team should be? Yes, I, I don't know. I'm not convinced by this. Yes, because there's uh, clearly an issue about not backing him when it comes to Carvalho, which I know we'll yes. probably talk about later on. Yes, yeah. in our next episode, we'll probably talk a little bit about the transfer when we come back. But yeah. um, but we um, but you know we we the first half we were great and then we lost our way a little in the second yeah. half, didn't we? We uh, as you said, Mark, we we. Actually, the goal game, the goal came at a point that we were slight. The game was getting a little bit away from us. The game was much more open in the second half. Huddersfield found their way back into it. I mean, you know, to be fair, their their manager said that you know we were the better team in every department. They they weren't. They deserved to lose. And I sort of think, on the whole, that's right. We we our first half performance, we were utterly dominant. I thought we 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 really kind of apart from putting the ball in the net, we were dominant. I, as every game does, it opened up in the second half a little. Um, we didn't seem to. Our passing was less crisp. We became. I think our work rate in the first half seemed to tire us a bit. I felt there was a, you know, substitutions had to come simply for fresh legs, and and they did. We're an in, old team. In, yeah, we're yes. an old, big team. Yes, we are. And well, you know, you got you know that is you know we we talked last night about our friend uh, who writes the H list and you know, it's, yes, a constant, James Cairns, it's, yeah, a, it's yeah. a constant run through what he says about, yes. you know, we're an old team and, it, and, 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 it, and you know, in, in the modern Premier League, you know, game, can you run a team with the average age is 29, 30? Yes. He was on the last one of these and he kind of said, this is uh, probably the slowest West Ham team for a very long Definitely. time. And was know. pretty slow last year and was not been addressed. No, that's right. Yeah. yeah. And in fact, pace was mentioned, wasn't it? And actually, the one player I sort of thought would be worth hanging on to as a squad player was Faguli, who, because the Carvalho sort of transfer didn't happen, and a couple of other sort of things that might have, just some loans on transfer deadline day, didn't happen. We, we now look like we have a thin squad again. Mm. Very thin squad. Uh, you know, what did we ship out? Nine, ten players? Yeah. And we brought in four plus the uh, lad, the... Who's now the, the Macedonian? Yes, yes, yes. Who hasn't featured yet? But uh, I, I, no, I, I agree with you. I think it is a thin squad. But again, slightly take the contrary view. Our bench was pretty good last night, actually. Yes, looked at it. I mean, if, yeah, it yeah. Was, if our bench took on Huddersfield bench, I think we'd probably win but, that one as well. But those those seventeen <laughs> players featured. I, I agree. That's Carol, the problem when you start going through that. Yes, yeah. I know. I know. Sacco, who you know can't be guaranteed not to drive into a church in Hornchurch again. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sort of, so you, you're not you're not a very long way away from being an absolute disaster in there. Oh yeah, no, I am. I am with you, but yeah. it, it, that did look pretty good last night. There yeah. was no, there were, you know, apart from uh, Neltovic being suspended, and yes. Noble and injured. You know, pretty much all the players you wanted available were there. There was a grumble, wasn't there, when Ayu came on? Uh, yeah, quite. I, a bit. I mean, I sort of thought, no, no, Sacco. 
uh, that substitution. Well, we were convinced Saka. that was going to happen. Yeah, yeah. we thought that, yeah, that was yeah. the logical change. Yes, but it was Ayu, and you're kind of going, well, you know, he's another build-up player we're having no problems with build-up at the moment it's sort of finishing but then he did finish and he does you know have a little bit of a knack of turning up in the right place those kind of chatty goals that the keeper parries he is quite often johnny on the spot for those and uh you've given so, a run he's he's we have not seen anything like the best of him no he's an odd player though isn't he you don't quite know what sort of animal he is no. he is another he is he doesn't feel that you know he he's obviously one of those Four three three in the front three guys, but unless those guys are great, they don't provide a lot of goals. Well, I, think, I don't, I don't understand why he hasn't been great for us because okay, he's been injured a little bit, but he was very good at Swansea. He's an mm. African Player of the Year. He's mm. done he's yeah. great stuff for Ghana, and you do wonder why you know he's not quite performing at the level that you yeah. hope he is. Yeah. And, and you certainly would never criticise him for his head going down. He always batters away. And yes, I thought, he does, I thought yeah. it, was a bit, it was a bit hard on him when the, the, the response he got. And I thought that yes. was a real shame. Yes. Uh, because Hernandez had faded. He'd had one glorious chance in the first yes. half, which was, I've, I've got to be honest, I think he clearly should have done better with that. Yeah. And I, it wasn't his fault he was coming on for Hernandez, if you saw to me. It no, was like, no. oh, you chose yes. Yes. the substitution. And I yeah. think that's a bit rubbish, that. The yeah. Sacco thing, I get a little bit more, understandably. Yeah. I think yeah, the, res- yeah. the response to him was a bit more understandable. I thought, are you? That was a bit hard done by. Yes, yes. Um, but he, yeah, he's, he's he is a curious player. But uh, but he has, you know, scored a few important goals for us now. And uh, yeah, as you say, Mark, I think his head doesn't go down. He's um, he is good when the build-up play is sharp and quick. He's actually there was a game quite late on last season where there was a very good move and goal, and he did a little back heel on the way to the move. It was like a kind of you know one of those fast-paced one-touch Arsenal goals and uh, you know Lanzini Ooh. was involved and maybe Cresswell and and IU I can't remember it was towards the latter end of the season and you kind of go yeah when he's when other good players are around him he's good the other thing is I, I just slightly worry when everyone's fully fit where's he going to fit in is he going to play instead of Arnautovic yeah, yeah 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 um, well putting Lanzini in that's if you look at last night's lineup, that's a real cat among the pigeons because you you could, because we sort of, you know, we did play with three at the back and wing backs. That Harry Redknapp system with, um, so instead of Obiang and Kiati, you know, we had Lomas and Lampard. Then a bloke really in that hole, that number 10 hole, which was Berkovic. So you go, that could be Lanzini. So then there's two blokes in front of him. And you go, right, how do we get Antonio, Carroll, Hernandez, Ayu and Arnautovic into two? Because that's what yeah. that's suggesting. Yeah. Uh, unless you go back to Antonio as a wing back instead of Zabaleta. Please. Yeah. No, no, <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. You just can't do that. But that's, no. that will feel very tempting for Bilic, I think, if, if Lanzini comes in and we play that system. That's going to feel hugely tempting to him to go, well, I want Antonio because he scores and he's got all that hustle. I might go back to him as a wing back. Well, you got, you got, don't, you, please you got, don't do that. I know, well, of course, you absolutely can't do it. The, yeah, yeah. the two players they couldn't live with last night were Carroll and Antonio. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, and in the places they were. Yeah. You wouldn't dream of saying we're going to drop Andy Carroll and play him in front of the back four. So yeah. don't do it with Antonio. It's Nothing kinda... would surprise me. Well, you're right, you're right. Absolutely <laughs> yeah. right. Absolutely right. So it's going to be quite difficult. I mean, you go, you could go back to sort of 4 3 3 and then. Lanzini's one of the front three or something. I don't think if you have sort of two holding. I thought that looked good uh, last night, considering that 
Kiyati still feels a little bit rusty. Obiang, I thought, was on song last night. Those two holding were good. Fit, young, lot of hustle. It might be sort of Mark may just get cameos now if you sort of stick to yep. that, you know. Yeah, uh, which would be fine coming off the bench. Be fine. I don't, I mean, he's, he's never yes. quite been right, has he? Since he got that injury um, about eighteen months ago, yeah, and he, he's never quite of had that. Uh, that, but, but you know, I think you know, there's a lot of people who take great delight in sort of trolling and yes, sort of absolutely. Stick, sticking yeah, yeah. in. And I think that's just absolutely disgraceful. Yeah, but you know, whatever he wants to do for that team, he should be entitled to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, should we wrap this one up and then we'll talk about the transfer window and our forthcoming fixture at West Bromwich Albion uh, this has been Stop Hammer Time for this week uh, it is George Mann and Mark Sandell this same grouping of people are about to meet you very soon come on you irons this is a playback media production get all the associated links for this podcast at westhampodcast.com Stop Hammer Time is backed for this season by Ladbrooks Give software vendor audits the red card by signing up the Livingstone Managed Service Team right away. Call 0203 817 4880 or visit livingstone-tech.com to find out how. Sports Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.